Reincarnation is a hotly debated topic around the world, yet accepted in many cultures. It's the philosophical or religious belief that the non-physical essence of a living being starts a new life in a different physical form or body after death. And two girls, Joanna and Jacqueline Pollock from England, might provide evidence of there being the possibility of another chance at life after death. This is Supernatural Matters, a psychic story original, and I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Every other Wednesday, I'll be sharing an unexplained mystery, leaving you to ultimately decide, natural or supernatural. You can find all episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on your favorite podcast player or at SupernaturalMatters.com. And if you like what you're hearing, reach out on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at A Psychic's Story. Before we hear the story of the Pollock twins themselves, let's go back to before they were born. Their father, John Pollock, was born in Bristol, England in 1920, where he was raised in the Church of England later converting to Catholicism. Despite his faith from a very young age, John had always had a strong fascination and belief in reincarnation. The first time he'd even heard about reincarnation was in a book, and after that seed was planted, he did all he could to learn more about the topic. He would even pray to God as a child, begging him for a sign or proof that reincarnation existed. After marrying his wife, Florence, the pair moved to Hexham in Northumberland, England, where they had two daughters, Joanna and Jacqueline. The girls were inseparable, and like any parent would, John and Florence hoped their little girls would remain close forever, but that was before the unfortunate day in May 1957. On the morning of May 7th, sisters Joanna, age 11, and Jacqueline, age 6, were walking to church along with a friend. Their parents would often let them walk by themselves since they lived so close by the church. Earlier that morning, however, a local woman who was severely depressed about having lost her husband and children decided that life was no longer worth living without them. She took massive amounts of barbiturates and then got into her car driving away with the intent to crash it. Witnesses later described seeing a car driving fast and erratically. As it headed towards the children, it mounted the sidewalk and struck them before they could jump out of the way. Joanna and Jacqueline died instantly and their friend passed away on the way to the hospital. The incident and subsequent trial of Marjorie Wynne, the woman who was driving the car, made headlines throughout Britain. In the aftermath of this unspeakable tragedy, John and Florence dealt with the deaths of their daughters very differently. Florence avoided talking about the girls at all. She tried to not think about them and didn't want to talk about the accident. But John, on the other hand, preferred to think and talk about the girls daily. In fact, he said that the day of their passing, he had had a vision of the girls in heaven. He had felt an immense sense of peace at the time. John also sensed the girls in a top room of the house and took to spending as much of his time there as he could in order to be closer to the girls. So while Florence took the approach of not wanting to address or feel the situation at all, John felt like his daughters were still there and that he could sense them. He didn't shy away from feeling this at all. John also started to feel like the death of his daughters was punishment for him for asking for proof of and believing in reincarnation. 
But on the same token, he felt like it would be proven to him through his girls and that they would be reborn again. This, of course, put a huge strain on his relationship with Florence. She was appalled that he would even think that, let alone say it out loud and talk to her about such an outlandish theory. She didn't want to hear anything about it whatsoever. But John continued to say that they would be blessed with another set of girls, although nobody believed him. Everyone thought he was just dealing with his grief over the loss of his girls in a bizarre way and that his theories were just flat out crazy. But the following year, on October 4th, 1958, Florence gave birth to twin girls. Something that's important to note here is that there was no known history of twins on either side of their family. Even their doctor prior to the birth had predicted a single child based on the palpitation of the heartbeat. But somehow Florence gave birth to twin girls, just as John had predicted. They named them Jillian and Jennifer. Now at this point in time, Florence really starts to think about whether John's beliefs in reincarnation was a possibility. And even though she was still cautious and skeptical, she couldn't deny that in addition to giving birth to twin girls, other supernatural things were beginning to happen. This is part of the story where things get fascinating. Jillian and Jennifer were identical twins, but they both had different birthmarks. Jennifer had a birthmark on her wrist that matched a birthmark that Jacqueline had. She even had a birthmark on her forehead that resembled a scar that Jacqueline had gotten falling into a bucket as a child. So not only does she have the same birthmark that Jacqueline had, she has a birthmark that resembles a scar that she had. When the twins were just a few months old, the family moved to a new town called Whitley Bay, a town on the northeast coast of England. After the move is when things got even stranger for the Pollocks. After Joanna and Jacqueline's deaths, their parents had packed up their toys and put them in an attic along with other family belongings. The twin girls had never seen these toys, but almost as soon as the girls could start talking, they began asking specifically for toys that had been those of Joanna and Jacqueline, even referring to dolls that had names Joanna and Jacqueline had given them. That's bizarre when you really think about it because they'd never even seen the toys. Now, this is where things get even crazier. When the toys are brought down from the attic, the twins begin to separate the toys into piles, one of which had been the toys of Joanna and the other of which had been Jacqueline's toys. They even knew which toys had been gifts from Santa or their parents, all of which was true. At one point, Jillian even pointed to the birthmark on Jennifer's forehead and said that she had gotten that from falling onto a bucket. The twins liked the same food as Joanna and Jacqueline. They liked the same games. They sang the same songs, had the same taste in clothing, and they each had separate personalities that resembled Joanna and Jacqueline. Jillian generally seemed more mature than Jennifer, who was codependent on her sister, in the same way as Jacqueline was of her sister, Joanna. It was almost as if it really was the sisters reincarnated as the twins. Jillian's body type was more slender, similar to what Joanna's had been. And Jennifer was a little bit more stocky, much like Jacqueline. So not only did they have similar personalities, but also the same body type. It was almost as if everything was lining up with each respective twin. Now, before Jacqueline's passing, she'd actually had difficulty writing the way she would hold her pencil. She would hold it upright in her fist, which made it harder for her to write. And Jennifer had the exact same habit. It was a habit she wouldn't get rid of until she was seven years old. So they even wrote the same way. The twins even had a phobia of cars. Their mother would notice that they were extra cautious when it came to walking in places where cars were, holding each other's hands, making sure to look, 
But Florence did say that this could be because of her own paranoia. While she did teach them street safety, the twins clearly had a fear of cars. In one instance, the family was in an enclosed alleyway when a car engine started up. John noticed the twins doing something really eerie. They immediately clung to each other in terror and began screaming, the car, the car, it's coming for us. Jillian even held Jennifer and Jennifer's head and began crying out, the blood's coming out of your eyes, that's where the car hit you. And when John had identified the girl's bodies, Jacqueline had had a bandage above her eyes. A psychiatrist named Ian Stevenson, who studied reincarnation in children for over 40 years, claimed that because the girls were identical twins and therefore genetically identical, genetics couldn't explain Jennifer's birthmark. It didn't make any sense, nor could any influence inside the womb create it. The Pollocks didn't stay in Whitley Bay for long before returning to Hexham. After they moved, they noticed their daughters were familiar with Hexham landmarks, despite only being nine months old when they had originally left the area. One of the most notable incidents was when they were walking towards a park but were not yet in sight of it, and Jillian and Jennifer said they wanted to go across the road to the park and the swings, clearly knowing the way. Without being told, the girls identified the school that Joanna and Jacqueline had attended. Throughout everything, Florence still held a healthy amount of skepticism. That was until she overheard the girls playing a game one day where they recreated their sister's accident. Shortly after the twins turned five, the memories of their previous lives began fading away until eventually they had no recollection of it at all, except for one time later in life. In 1981, Jillian had visions of herself playing in a sandpit. She perfectly described the house, the lawn, the scenery. It was the home the Pollocks had lived in when Joanna would have been four. The only thing was, Jillian had never been to or seen this house, not in person and not in a picture. The curious case of the Pollock twins did receive skepticism from those that didn't believe the theory of reincarnation. They said that everything was told from the parents' point of view, one of whom truly believed in reincarnation. So perhaps John was picking up on things that he just wanted to see as validation or proof. In turn, another argument was that the twins were born into the exact same family, Maybe they just heard about and knew of their former siblings and were able to act like them. British historian Ian Wilson believes that an alternative explanation could be maternal impression, stating that it can scarcely be doubted that during her pregnancy with the twins, Florence Pollock must have played and replayed in her mind the events of the life and death of her earlier daughters. The main argument against the Pollock twins having been reincarnated is that John Pollock strongly believed in reincarnation himself, and because of his belief the twins were reincarnated, he likely spoke of this often, making a lasting impression on them. But that still doesn't explain the birthmark matching up to the scar and where genetics comes into play. For those who aren't familiar, birthmarks are a very common occurrence in reincarnation cases. Sometimes, like in this instance, a birthmark can match or resemble a former scar of the individual believed to have been reincarnated. But in other cases, a birthmark could match a wound of the person who had passed away. For example, if someone died through a stab wound to the back, the reincarnated person may have a birthmark in the same location on their back where the injury had occurred. Each one of us has our own belief about what happens after we die. The only certainty in life is death, and for centuries, human beings have been trying to find ways to come to terms with death which might explain why many of us believe in an afterlife or that the life we're living now is not the end, that we will be reborn. 
Many believe that the Pollock twins are an incredible case of proven reincarnation. Two sisters who died tragically and were reincarnated as twins to be reunited not only with each other, but with their parents. Thank you for listening to this episode of Supernatural Matters. So what do you think? Were Joanna and Jacqueline reborn as Jennifer and Jillian? Or was it completely imagined by a grieving father with strong beliefs in reincarnation? Check out the photos and other evidence at SupernaturalMatters.com and head over to A Psychic Story on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to give us your thoughts. You can also leave us a voicemail at 1-800-880-1881. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode. In the meantime, you can find all other episodes of Supernatural Matters for free on the website or on your favorite podcast player. Thank you.